Welcome to Gender Meowster Podcast Network. Genderful is a talk show featuring non-binary and trans folks discussing various topics and special interests. We kindly remind our listeners that no person is a monolith of identities. All opinions are the speaker's own. This show airs live on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash gender meowster and VODs with show notes can also be found on YouTube. So hello, everyone. My name is Gender Meowster. I use they, them pronouns, and I have a lovely guest here today who will introduce themselves. Hi, my name's Flossie. I go by they, them, and I am also non-binary, and I'm excited to share with you about my queer tarot project. Recently discovered that due to my accent, the word tarot can be misunderstood or ter- I don't know with a Canadian or American accent it's pronounced slightly differently I say tarot I've heard other people say tarot tarot yeah I often say that when people don't understand what I mean. but for the record we're talking about cards used for divination not the plant <laughs> the root so wonderful so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? For anyone who's just listening to the podcast later, I'll let you know that Flossie has the most on-point orange eyebrows you've ever seen in your entire life. <laughs> They're the best eyebrows in the world. Thank you. <laughs> totally. I am settler, and I'm currently living in Squamish and the Kwangan-speaking lands in Canada. And I am originally from New Zealand, which is the land of the indigenous Maori people. And I have also lived in various places in Australia as well. And I am a photographer and filmmaker, and I'm super excited to share tarot, but essentially it's a storytelling thing. So my ancestry is Celtic, Irish, and Scottish. And there is a tradition within Celtic or Gaelic history, uh, specifically in Ireland, uh, called the Shaunaki. And the Shaunaki is a person who, in ancient times, had a role of being a storyteller. When there's no internet, travel was, tra- people didn't travel as far because it was by horse or foot. And so this person was a nomadic or wandering news reporter, an updater or bringer of, bringer together of community, essentially. Somebody who would bring stories from one part of the district or the country to another and way of gathering community around the fireside or around a group in a tree in summer and a fire and a hearth in winter. And the way I look at tarot as an art form, so to speak, is it's not a way of predicting the future. It's a way of learning about our own stories or our own walk in life and finding resonance and connection with the stories of others, with other queers, other people. Sometimes you just want to not feel alone in the world, to not feel like you're the only person with this experience and to have a way of pulling a card, connecting to this person. And so a 
traditional tarot deck is very cis heteronormative white, very patriarchal in its archetypal overtones and is often accompanied with a little booklet that tells you the interpretations. So instead of doing that, I have let or asked, not let, asked anyone who wanted to be part of the project to choose which tarot card that they resonated with via which they wanted to tell their story. And then we have conducted interviews with that person. So instead of an interpretation booklet with your tarot deck, you get a video for every single card. And a traditional tarot deck only has 78 cards, which is split up into major cards and minor arcana cards. And so when you get the tarot deck, you'll be able to listen to the interview of every single person Whoopsie, and hear them talking and they're from all different countries around the world. So they will have different accents. There's a couple of different, there's a couple of people who speak in different languages, which is really amazing. And currently the transcriptions of the interviews are on the, on the website. And at some point, once the deck is finished, I'm very close to it doing, finishing it now. And then I will start editing all the videos and I can't wait to publish it. It's probably a little way off publishing yet, but it's online and people can have a look at the cards so far. And I'm really keen to connect and yeah, that's a lot. I'm ready to be you to take over here. So there's so many like threads to pick up conversation threads and I have a lot of curiosity about your deck. I guess one sort of simple question is how long have you been at this? Like I've seen the website, I've seen your body of work. It's so impressive. The edits are so well done. And if memory serves, it's been a couple years at least. I started in April of 2017 and I was in the show myself and I was just like, I just don't see myself in any of these cards. Like, where's me? Where's my weirdo, queerdo self? I don't see that. And then I was like, I want to create a tarot deck. I want to make one. And this was before I knew of the fact that there were other queer tarot decks out there in which there are now a number. And especially over the last two two or so years, a lot more have popped up. I didn't know they existed. I wasn't aware of it. And I was like, okay, I'm not an illustrator. I'm not really a graphic designer like I am but I'm not clever enough to do that like I make tarot out of graphics but I am a photographer and I had a camera and I had a tiny bit of knowledge a little Mm -hmm. bit of experience and I was like I'm just gonna start I'm gonna try and if I end up learning and teaching myself a bunch on the way then that's the way it's gonna be and I would say that when I look back on the cards that I did back then they like you can really see the progression in the way I do my photography and the way I do my filming and the way I do my editing maybe I'll redo them at one point no maybe there'll be a second edition who knows anyway it's been a while yeah and you have multiple versions of the major arcana don't you and then you had to oh no I have a made I have multiple versions of many tarot cards and that is for the reason that I don't assign a person to a card I don't choose or 
tell people what they can or cannot have because I'm asking people to share their stories. That's a personal and vulnerable and and a trust thing for me to hold. So it is that person's prerogative to go through the traditional interpretations or keywords that I selected to give you an indication of what the card means and go, okay, this one means something to me. This one is how I want to talk about my story. And so some people have chosen the same card because there is a similar thread in their life paths. But say, for example, I have, I think, three queen of cups and each story is slightly different and each story has an incredible and special and unique thread to it. So who am I to say, oh, no, I should only choose your story and not your story. So although I've tried to encourage no more than three duplicates, (laughs) triplicates in that case, I have not said no to somebody who's chosen a specific card that they want to do. Hence, it's taken so long. (laughs) And yeah, in the major arcana and the minor arcana, I have multiples. But But there's cards that you don't have anyone that have done them yet? Do you remember off the top of your head which cards are left? I can tell you if I jump to the website, hang on. The cards that are left are, there's six or seven. So on the website, I have, the website is queertarot.cards. And under Queering Tarot, there's available cards and interpretations in the dropdown. And so it has a list of every single card and kind of a little summary of what that card might mean. So the suit of cups is complete. It's all done. The suit of wands. Oopsie, my camera light keeps turning off because I'm outside. Um, the suit of wands. I think I have three left, and maybe less than that because I think I've just done one of those. The suit. Oh, so that's what three. The suit of swords has two left, so that's five. And then pentacles. One, two, three, four. So there's nine, but I'm pretty sure two of those have been either done or, and I I haven't updated this page apparently, but sometimes it's a lot to keep track of. Well, this is such a huge pile of work and this isn't your full-time job. You do, you have a whole job that you do and you do this. Yeah. And I have a YouTube channel. (laughs) Yeah. So for those who might be interested in van life, do you want to take a moment and tell us about your van life? just because you're cool and interesting person who lives in a van. So when I moved to Canada three and a bit years ago, I first moved into a house and then I was like, I want to like travel. I'm only new here. I want to see go around places. Also uh, rent is incredibly expensive. This is like a giant chunk of my paycheck. And so I started looking around at vans, camper vans, RVs, and I ended up buying probably against better judgment now in 2020 hindsight, a 1977, 1977 GMC Vandura high top. So for any of the vehicle nerds, you can look up what that looks like. And I ripped out the seventies interior and rebuilt it. And I'm onto my third rebuild now. And I've been living in it for the last three years and it has a kitchen a little toilet, a bed, an oven, and a fireplace so I keep warm in winter. And yeah, I'm a little turtle and I drive around with my home on my back. And it's very small. 
And as of this year, I have moved more rural and have the absolute blessing of being able to put a little root down and find a place called home or what is home for now. And uh, that gives me the ability to upgrade my living space. So I am now building out a second van, which is one and a half times the size that it is now. So the, my current van is 16 feet long from bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. My new van is 14 and a half feet long, only the living area. And it's much wider and it's square. When you're building things, building building walls into building cupboards into a, into a round wall is really complicated and difficult. <laughs> Not necessarily in my immediate carpentry skill set right now. So yeah. this van is straight walls. It's like the old type of Perlator U, uh, UPS or bread truck or milk truck side, mm-hmm. like shape, if that gives you a visual idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah, currently I'm converting it from an empty shell into my new home and I'm filming the whole process and putting it on YouTube with some of my other videos which are anyone who wants related. to catch your YouTube check out the Rockwell project on YouTube and all the links for this is in the chat that's so fun I love it Thanks. so much um, yeah so my next question is a more personal one. I'm curious how your relationship to gender has evolved over time. So use they, them pronouns, just like me. And I just wonder if you tell us a little bit about your story or your experience with gender. I don't think I've ever really spoken about this publicly other than going and updating everything. It's and you, how and you, can share, you can share to your so, level of comfort. So it's hard to talk about gender without talking about sexuality also. That's um, I, yeah, I don't really know how to talk about it other than saying uh, a binary gender just doesn't fit and being non-binary is wonderful. Being non-binary is also complicated because as I have, <laughs> I was talking about this at breakfast this morning, actually being like, I have tried to show up in the world as myself and have a like an a more androgynous appearance and presence and energy in the world and that's not the way the world sees me and probably won't and at this point that's something I'm just existing with which mm-hmm. has its challenges but mm-hmm. For the people who know me and understand, it feels glorious and liberating and creating. And I think it ties into the tarot project in the way that the tarot cards, a lot of them have gender that is built into the name of the card or built into the association with that kind of archetype. And I've really encouraged people to choose cards that they associate with and that we are working towards. Sorry, this is sorry, but I don't know if you can hear that. To take the language that language out. And <clears throat> at the moment on the website, there's still page knight, king and queen. And I think in the major there's cards like Emperor, Empress etc all right so those words i had like 
trouble connecting with all the time like sometimes sure but not all the time and so the final deck will have updated names and so I would I'm happy to share with you on this podcast what they'll be I haven't gone through and re-updated and edited all the cards again to can um, update them because it's taken a long time to decide on a naming convention that really resonated with me with the cards uh, that I was like happy to publish Mm -hmm. there's other tarot decks that also have removed assumed gender from the tarot cards also and it was very important to me to not just cookie cookie cutter copy those yeah like that didn't feel right and so with them as inspiration and motivation and huge like appreciation in my heart we came like me and with the helps of some friends came up with some new naming convention and so I don't know if anyone in the audience is familiar with tarot or not but I'm happy to read out uh, the court cards for example and tell you what the new naming conventions for this tarot deck will be yeah I'd love to hear it okay I'm gonna have to turn my phone around so it's gonna be like this for a second (laughs) Does this have darkness or starbursts of rainbows and light? It'll be great. (laughs) Okay. Hang on. Here we go. Okay. So the the king, and you can imagine all of that kind of the how it's essentially it's how to describe that energy without using a word that envisions or or puts an idea of gender in somebody's head. That engenders an idea of gender. I'm going to try type these into this chat here so that I can turn the light back on. Okay. Hang on. Now it's not so spooky looking. So say for example, the King to me, when you talk about a King energy and you take out the gender from it, it brings into my head and pictures somebody with influence, somebody who has responsibility, somebody who has responsibility to plan or take care of make rules that so that kind of energy mm-hmm. so the new name for that card will be majesty and then moving on to the queen energy i think people can picture that kind of the energy somebody who might be nurturing somebody who might be fierce and ferocious somebody who might be fabulous or generous or abundant somebody who might be sensuous and so the renamed version for that is guardian the knight and the words that i'm using are giving you like an idea from the traditional tarot deck what those court cards their role are within the tarot deck but the way i'm speaking about it uh talks about it in a gender non-specific way the knight is in the traditional tarot deck is generally a masculine person and so to take that card and remove the gender from it but keep the essence of it that person is somebody who is on the move somebody who is creating change somebody who isn't stagnant somebody who might be impulsive or action orientated somebody who might be willing to step outside of the norm somebody who wants to challenge somebody who is an activist 
And so the new name in my tarot deck will be the revolutionary. And then the page, which is the fourth court card. And the page is such an old, like colonial and it comes from a culture of imperialistic times so that also that the importance of renaming the cards is decolonizing the Mm -hmm. tarot deck as well and so the page energy is somebody who is beginning a journey somebody who's starting something new something somebody who is possibly naive but got great energy and passion and excitement but that excitement doesn't have necessarily the experience that some of those other cards have Mm -hmm. and so the new name for that card within the queer tarot deck that I'm creating is going to be the initiate I totally heard that in my head at the beginning (laughs) of your description it's so cool (laughs) so we have the majesty the guardian the revolutionary and the initiate will be the court card names in the new suit and the new minor arcana suits so great i know you can't see the chat but people are saying that they're really enjoying this discussion Yay. just so you know Thanks. people are into it yay yeah um, so those are the names i've got some of the major arcana will also be renamed but i feel like you should go onto the website and subscribe to the newsletter if you want to find out when that is announced because at some point I'm probably going to record a video and talk about the cards and do this kind of explanation and talk through each one and show you some examples and probably get the like the test cards and examples that I've got reprinted show them to the camera and I'm excited to do that and I wish I had them right here with me but I had some internet technical difficulties beforehand so I don't have them all here you do have one card yeah the fool I think let me just check is the fool one that, no I think that one will stay the same name yeah this is a postcard and, was I your first patreon patron forever I, ago I think so yeah yeah and I've started a patreon and the exciting part of that is when I start editing the video transcriptions for each card, mm-hmm. although I have a YouTube channel and will publish like little tiny pieces of it, I'm never going to publish the full interviews publicly. Mm-hmm. They will be saved people who have purchased a deck. And the idea with the deck is that when you have it in your hand, you'll be able to get your phone and scan either with image recognition or QR code. We're working through that. Technology. Yeah. Technology discussion. I would love it to be in an image recognition, but that then you enter the whole world of, do I create an app or not? And is that worth it? And QR (laughs) codes are much easier to maintain. Mm -hmm. The the whole thing is you better scan the QR code. If that's the technology we go with and you better view the video instantly. So those videos will be only available to people who have a tarot deck or are members of the Patreon so that you can see them and watch the people to speak to you, speak to you and tell you their stories about why they are the four of wands, for example. Yes. That's the card that I'm on. Yeah, it is. Four of Wands. That was such a lovely photo shoot. That was like two years, three years ago now. I forget how long ago it was. Probably almost three years now. Yeah, it's been a minute. 
Yeah. I'm curious, are you on a card in the deck? I'm in two cards in the deck. That's and great. And they're completely different. And if you want to play the game, you can try and jump on the website and go to the gallery page and see if you can guess which card I am or which cards plural. Oh my gosh. That's a fun game. Yeah. The website is queerterror.cards and there's a gallery that has all of the cards that I've published up to this point. I'm looking through them all. They're so fabulous. While yeah, I'm never... looking and cultivating my guests, would you tell us about what's your process for finding volunteers? Like, where have you gone to do this? I know you said generally around the world, but I'm curious if you'd tell us more about the finding the volunteers, if someone wants to sign up to be in the card, how do they do that? All those, those sorts of questions. Sure. I started in Australia because that's where I was at the time, and I had been traveling around to some reclaiming witch camps and had shot some at those camps and people I start essentially started with my friends who I knew and from there people heard about it through the witch camps and the reclaiming community and then I went back to New Zealand and I also shot with people there and I reached out via Instagram to people on a broad blanket and was like, I'm going to be here for a week or two weeks and I want to do these things and would you be interested? And on the website, under, excuse me, under the blog page, there's actually a tab on the right-hand side that has all the different countries. So you mm-hmm. can sort the cards and view which ones are from which countries. And so I've shot currently in Australia and New Zealand, Canada, the USA and Ireland because those are the countries I've had the resources to be fortunate enough to travel to. I, in 2020 and 2021, had plans to go to a few more places and have been unable to because of lockdowns and pandemic life, but we will continue. And I don't think, like, my intention was never to stop once I have a full deck. Mm -hmm. I think this is a project and essentially an art photography project a life purpose of sharing people's stories and creating a platform that melds the two tarot and storytelling together to build community. And I don't know if that'll ever stop. It might take a pause while I publish the first deck and if I'm able, because people are able to reach out to me via the website, there's a contact form there or via the Facebook group or anywhere else you can find me. I think I have an Instagram, but I really don't use that very much. You might so, use it a little bit more than your Twitter. <laughs> what was the Twitter updated last like, <laughs> five years ago? I have no idea. No, I don't use it. I don't use the Twitter. I occasionally check Instagram. I had an addiction and then I broke it. Yeah. So reach out to me via the website is probably the most foolproof way of contacting me. And then I keep a list of people who are interested who are in what location they are in even if I'm unable to get there because the idea is that in future it would be amazing to build and plan travel tours around to photograph people like for somebody to be able to have some professional photographs of themselves and be part of a community project the the absolute life difference that they could make to somebody else by sharing their story, I think is something I've really noticed from other people and appreciate. And 
I'm really excited to hopefully continue to do and continue to do as long as I am able. Yeah. I, have, I have guesses now. You have guesses, okay? Yes. My guess is you're in the Navigator and the Sun. Yeah. Correct. I, I did it. The eyebrows are a giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> I love them so much. That's so great. I put them on today specially for you. Oh, that's so nice. You didn't even know yet that I told at least two friends this week how excited I was to talk to you and how great your eyebrows were. Like someone was literally leaving my house and I was like, but you have to know this. Flossie's eyebrows are the best eyebrows you've ever seen. They're so great. I love it so much. So, you know, this is a podcast. We're asking questions. You also interview people for your project. What kind of questions do you like to ask your people? Ooh, Yeah. So with the interviews, obviously each card gets a video transcription and we have a video that people can watch when the card, when the tarot deck is published. But the whole idea is that I will have hours and hours of footage from over a hundred and something people. And my goal is to make a, a documentary that talks about queerness and tarot and spirituality. So I am filming interviews with everybody and the questions I ask are, what does the word queer mean to you is the first one. And I think it's really important to ask that question because it means different things to different people and the breadth of the breadth and width the definition is so inclusive and specific at the same time. Mm -hmm. It can be very specific to some people and very broad to others and that's the basis of creating a whole queer tarot deck to have representations of each person's interpretation of what does queer mean to you. I ask them why they think a queer tarot deck is important. What does that bring to the world? Because each person explores their spirituality somewhat differently. Mm. Everybody experiences it differently and nobody's past is the same. Mm -hmm. So we can resonate with each other. And sometimes I think it's important for us to hear and for us to feel like we can see ourselves in that experience of why it may or may not be important. Mm -hmm. And then I ask them how they see themselves in the card that they've chosen and what card they've chosen. So I think when I interviewed you, I was like, what card did you choose and why was it important to you? Why did you choose it? Tell me why you chose and how you see yourself in that particular card. And then the final question is, what advice would you give to your younger self? Because if somebody can, who somebody who's a baby queer and is maybe walking five, 10 years behind you in your footsteps, how can you mentor them via what you would tell yourself? What did your younger self need to know? Mm. How can you be the support person that they might have immediate, not immediately on hand? How can you be their support person by telling this to the camera, which they may watch sometime in the future, who knows where and when, and may just need to hear exactly what you have to say. I love that. It's really, it's a huge honor and it's really precious and special to me. It totally is. With this show, there's a couple questions I ask all my guests. And one of them is, can you share a moment of gender euphoria with the group? Because that's fun. Yeah. I think 
I don't know. I think I would experience like, even in context of talking about this right now, like hearing how, and this is not specific to my gender, but hearing how other people have seen themselves and their expressions of their gender in the cards that they see online. And hopefully one day we'll have in their hands, like to hear how that impacts their lives and the excitement and meaningfulness that has is really incredible so if you want to be in it let me probably a bad segue but it's go have a look at the cards and on the website if you go to the gallery you can actually click on a card and for most of them where i've got the transcriptions i've linked it so you can click on the card and it will take you through to the transcription of the interviews for that person that's awesome. Mm-hmm. The, exception, really the exception while this recording is live is my card because it's just freshly on the internet as of 45 <laughs> minutes ago. I really didn't know that it wasn't online, so I'm sorry, <laughs> but I popped it up it's okay. so that everybody could take a look of your smiling face. Yeah. So fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. So I'm curious if there's anything that you'd like to make sure folks hear about your perspective on gender and non-binary or trans issues. I think that non-binary, trans and queer issues are important and they're not going away. And just because one victory has been achieved doesn't mean to say that we should lose sight of the 100 more, which are the next steps. I wanted to change my gender markers on my documentation. And because my birth certificate is not from the country that I'm now living in, it becomes so bloody difficult. And that Mm -hmm. is such a minor frustration compared to some of the things that folks in the US, folks in countries that are where being gay is like a threat on your life essentially so I think the more we can learn be aware and I think if you're not queer or if you're not trans or non-binary I encourage you to do some research and do your own learning and if you are queer and if you are non-binary or trans then there is so much community here around for and with you you are not alone and even the changes that have happened in politics in socio-economic stuff have come so far in this last decade so do not lose hope and anything can be a work of activism this is an art project this is a spirituality and queerness tarot deck it is still a small way of making change and supporting our community awesome yeah there are some resources that i'd love to ask you about and talk about and i also want to ask you some sort of cross promo-y questions but before i pivot towards those is there anything else that you wanted to share Flossie, before we wander that direction i think that's all unless people have questions There was a question, and we already answered it, which was, how long have you been working on this project? So cool. 
Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, so for the resources conversation, I know that there are some queer tarot decks that are already around. I wonder if you could kindly rattle them off for us so that we can have other ones to check out. I can do you one better. I can give you a link to a post on my website that has them listed. Perfect. <clears throat> and folks like operating motor vehicles and listening to the podcast cannot click on that link. <laughs> <laughs> no, they cannot. I am opening the list so I can read some out. Perfect. Um, there is one called the Sluttest Tarot, one of my favorites. This is not, and by no means a uh, complete list, is the Next World Tarot. The Slow Holler Tarot is an amazing tarot. Both the Next World and the Slow Holler have renamed some of their cards similarly to what I'm going to do. The Collective Tarot, which is a very old out of print one, unfortunately, is also amazing and the first one of this kind. But I have a post on my Queer Tarot website where you can go list of tarot, list of gay or queer tarot decks. And there are some that are unicorn tarot decks or cat tarot decks or specifically cis gay male muscle porn-esque gay tarot decks which is also has its place in the world i think uh there are some that are photographic there are some that are illustrations and then there's at the at the bottom of that page there is a uh, a link to Terror of the Cutie Park, which is an amazing article by Asali Earthwork, who's a queer femme of, femme of color, and she has an amazing uh, resource and blog for healing through radical self and community care. And there is a list of melanated tarot decks also on her website. And so I have a, a link to that at the bottom of that post of all of the not all of but and if there's some missing feel free to message me and i can add them awesome but the, the queer tarot that i have so rad yeah i actually have the next world tarot because of you I didn't know it existed until you mentioned it somewhere. And I, yeah, I've really been, I enjoy working with that deck a lot. I love all the queer, like, people in there. So many people of color, like, gender bending on the royalty whatever yeah. cards. And like, that deck is so really good. great in the wet fact that it depicts a lot of people. It depicts a lot of abilities. It depicts a lot of genders and races and sexualities and family makeups as well and it's quite a political deck in the way it, it illustrates itself so if that's your jam and you want a bit of a feminist activist gender inclusive anti-racist and anti-colonial <laughs> deck this is a really amazing one it's so great yeah, yeah. i'm so blown away by it i love it like 10 times more than all of my other decks it's so yeah, good me too and it has a, they come really big and mm -hmm. a much smaller size so you can choose a size that fits your hand i love it yeah i um i like the little book that goes with it like the interpretations feel very modern i love that there's urban settings in some of the images like it's not all fairies and flowers and trees because not everybody you know, lives in fairies and flowers and trees yeah so it's really, it's good. It's like the tarot deck for the modern person for these yeah. times that we're going through now. Okay, are there any other resources that you would recommend to non-binary and trans individuals or allies? I would say 
use your search engines and look up uh, queer tarot. There is a book called Queering the Tarot written by Cassandra Snow, which is an amazing resource. There is also, if you aren't able to purchase the book, The Little Red Tarot is a website that has a lot of the articles that inspired that book available for public reading. So you can go and look up Cassandra Snow, her website, or the Little Red Tarot guest posts that she wrote. She's also guest posted on my website. So she's written a few things, Tarot for Collective Healing, Queer Tarot Project site. Yeah, I would say do some research. There's some incredible Sally Earthwork, Little Red Tarot, which is Beth Maiden, and Cassandra Snow would probably be some of the people that I really would go to first. And then there's lots and lots of other people who are also doing this work too. I think people ask me, how do I come, how did I come up with this idea of creating a queer tarot deck? And I'm, I say that I think inspiration is like a little magical creature. It blows around on the wind and it is looking for bodies to be manifested and brought into this world with and via finding people to embody the inspirational idea that wishes to be birthed into the world. And this one idea is not mine. I don't have ownership of it. It is a being of itself. And therefore this is how for example, many different people will be like, oh, that was a book that I was going to write. Yeah, because if you didn't write it, that inspirational magical creature blew on and found a host, found a person who could bring that into the world. And so I think every iteration of an idea is beautiful and valid and important and has its place. And there will be more queer tarot decks. This is not the be all, the end all. And I don't even know if the deck will be called a queer tarot deck it might be called the to- storytellers tarot deck i'm not sure hmm. so we will see it will reveal itself when we get to thinking about publishing and i love it yeah. so much speaking of publishing will there be a kickstarter in the future yes if you want to know when i have a newsletter there is a newsletter page to sign up on the queer tarot website and I publish sporadic updates when I create new cards. I just created a new one soon, which is not on the website yet. So Patreons get early access to see what the new cards are before I send it out on the website. We'll publish it to the newsletter. So, yeah. And we can sign I up will... for the newsletter on your website? Yes. So if you go to about because I have so many tabs. There's an under about on the website, there is a tab that says newsletter. Oh, perfect. And you can see that and join and hear more about it. And I would love to share and hear from you and talk about it, bounce some ideas around. And I've been appreciating all the pictures that you put in your newsletters. Yeah, I put a little like a personal update in visual form That's good. for those people who are not fan of fan of large amounts of words and yeah. prefer a visual update. It's either a video or it will be pictures. So it's very plants. ADHD friendly of you to do that. So thanks. <laughs> Vegetables or vans. I always look at the pictures 
Sometimes I read the words too, but I always look at the pictures. It's so lovely. For cross-promotion, as for everyone to know, so again, you've got your website, and I'll plunk all of this info in the chat, and it'll be in the show notes if you're viewing this on uh, YouTube or somewhere else, podcasting platform later. So your website is queertarot.cards. Correct. There's a Facebook group, Queer Tarot group. Cards. The YouTube channel is not just Queer Tarot. It's fan building, climate change, and ocean information and adventures and tarot stuff. There is an Instagram, but find it if you will. Queer underscore tarot underscore cards or queer underscore tarot. But the website's probably the best place to connect with me. And then the Patreon is also Queer Tarot. Yeah. So yeah. great. Well, Yay. it's been such a delight having you here on the show this evening. One of the people in chat earlier said they were enjoying watching the sunset behind you as we were getting started I tonight. I wanted to be inside my van so you could all see it, but I am relying on internet to yeah. be broadcasted from a distance, and sometimes that does not support Zoom. Move mm -hmm. closer to the internet hub. And there's probably a tour of your van on your YouTube channel. There is a tour of my van on the YouTube. And yeah, if you also want, I have the cutest little pins on. I made some enamel pins as a fundraiser for Rainbow Refugee, which is a Canadian refugee support organization. And it says Queer Codslinger on it. So they're little, for those people who are listening by audio only, they are like a little fortune telling ball, which is sparkly and covered in holographic glitter. And inside there are two cards and it says queer card slinger on it. But the two cards, one has the trans activist fist symbol and the other one has a little rainbow, maybe a rainbow and a moon, I think. And it's very cute. And I, I designed it and did the graphics and got it created. And I was so excited. And there were plenty of those left. And there are postcards available if you would like a tarot reading like that one. And I can send you either one that has my wishes and message written to you on it. Or I can send you a pack and then you can have a number of them to either keep, shuffle, send to your loved ones or oh, put on your fridge yes mine, in the mine interim. has some, some kitchen grease on it because I look at it when I cook <laughs> and so there's little bits of dinner all over them. so yeah to keep you satiated until the kickstarter and the deck is published you can have little teasers Love it which so are much. available in the shop yeah. alright final question from the chat is does your van have a name my van is called mystery the magic van and if you go on Instagram, mystery underscore the underscore magic underscore van, because I'm into complicated names. I also have mystery tattooed on myself. I got a stick and poke set and tattooed mystery on my knee. You do have a stick and poke set. I remember that now. Yeah. Mystery, the magic van. The new van, which I'm building, does not have a name yet. And one day when it is nearing completion, I'm sure I will be made aware of the name of my new house. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing all of these wonderful things with us. All right. Thank you so much.